you do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful and it's full of gumbo. Nick Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life. It is gumbo season, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome again to another episode of the only show in all of cyberspace to celebrate the most perfect food that has ever been created by anyone ever in the history, not just of the world, but of the universe. This is the only show dedicated to celebrating, of course, delicious gumbo. Tonight, we have a very special episode. We're going to talk about some exciting things. Joining me as always, Dave Huguenel, the Trisket to my Ritz of Gumbo Talk. Dave, how are you? I'm doing great. Absolutely great. Um, by the way, it's always been gumbo season. Like that's a myth that it just started. Uh, and then also, um, I'm going to go ahead and just start this this episode with a super hot take. Uh, Bring it. Uh, Ritz, Triscuits, they're not crackers, they're chips. I I don't even have a response to that. That's It's incredibly wrong. How can I mean, they be chips? Because you eat them like chips. You don't eat them like crackers. What's the difference between a chip and a cracker? I mean, uh, a chip is something that you kind of like eat by the handful and like mm-hmm. you dip into things. Uh-huh. Uh, a, a cracker is something that like you break apart and like put on top of soup. <laughs> Dave, you and I have been friends for however long we've been friends. And so I hope you will accept this in the manner, in the in the love in which it's intended, but that is honestly the dumbest thing you've ever said on this show. I mean, one, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and two, like I you know what? I, I'm 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 firm in this opinion. I mean this this opinion is absolutely right. No, like, let me know. tell you what a chip is. A chip is something you get in a small bag out of a vending machine and you take straight out of said bag and put into your mouth like a cool ranch Dorito. A cracker like a Trisket, by the way, if you put a Trisket straight into your mouth, immediately you would start coughing and begging for something to drink because a Trisket is a dry piece of styrofoam that they call a cracker. But if you take a Trisket or a Ritz out, then you put a little piece of cheese on it, or a little bit of crab dip, you set that on it and you take the whole thing and put it directly into your mouth. And in the case of a Ritz, it's buttery goodness plus whatever you set on top of it. All right. Well, it's definitely well, not a chip. All right. All right. Hold on. So, so here's here's how your logic is flawed. So you're telling me if I can find a bag of Triscuits or a bag of Ritz, then they're officially a chip. I'm saying you don't find those commonly because they're not chips, and everyone well, knows this. Well, now you're saying commonly. Now, now, yeah. now you're, you're you're sitting here pettifogging your own argument from like two seconds ago. What word so, is that? I've never even heard of that word. I, 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 I don't know. Petty fogging. You're 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 clouding the issue. Like you're 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 trying to go back. At first, it was like it's got to be in a bag, but now it's got to commonly be in a bag. Well, I've never seen. Like, I've never gone to a vending machine and pressed E nine for the bag of triscuits to drop down to the bottom. I mean, and, and you shouldn't. I mean, to be clear, I didn't say triscuits were a good chip. Like they're like they're 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 disgusting. I'm also slightly offended that I'm the Trisket in this situation because Ritz's are delicious. <laughs> uh, tr- triscuits. I mean, I think you know I've had I've I've probably accidentally eaten cardboard that tastes better than a Trisket. I'm sure um, you have. I, so uh, so anyway, bottom line is, you know, you're wrong. I'm right. 
Triscuits, Ritzes are chips, not crackers. And I will prove it to you by finding a bag of each. Yes, I'd like I'm, you to bring me a bag of each. I will, now, which by the way, I'll be able to do that soon. Let's, you will, because we'll see each other. And we'll get to that in just a minute, but let's go into that other statement that you just slipped in before you dropped your hot cracker take on there in which you said it's always gumbo season. Dave, Dave, I feel like sometimes I need to remind you, Louisiana expats, of what it's like to live here in the great swampy state of Louisiana. A couple of weeks ago, the weathermen started predicting a cold snap, a cold snap, cold snap, cool snap, or cold snap if you're from here. It was cold. Lows were going to dip into the 50s. And immediately, even on the news, they were calling it a gumbo front because they know that that cool snap brings in gumbo season. So we have officially inaugurated gumbo season, which is in fact a real thing and has just begun in Louisiana. Now, look, I know you live in the snowy north of Northern Virginia, but here gumbo season has just begun. Well, I, I mean, it, let's let's be clear. You're saying Northern Virginia. I literally live outside of a town that's nicknamed the Swamp. I live I live right outside of Washington D.C. So, so I I I deal with swampy weather just as much as you know my swampy kin down in down in Dis, southern disagree. Louisiana. Disagree. Disagree. I, I mean, nor again the the town's called the Swamp. I, I think it, I think it, it stands. The city um, may have been built on a swampy Potomac estuary, but. And, <laughs> <laughs> but it is not the swamp and bro i'm in the swamp i don't i don't know why i like that statement so much a, a swampy potomac estuary that seems like such a polite way of criticizing um washington dc i feel like i'm gonna have to steal that for something in the future yes. um but uh but here's the here's the here's the thing Damon. uh mm. I, I i used to live in louisiana from louisiana mm. you guys have air you guys have central air conditioning down mm. there Mm -hmm. Which means that you can you can change the temperature in your house mm. at will, which means that you can make it gumbo season whenever you want. If it needs to be sixty degrees for it to be gumbo season, guess what? Go turn the knob, wait it, wait it, wait thirty minutes, and boom, you got your own little mini gumbo season in your kitchen. Let me explain something to you. It will never be fifty-eight and rainy inside my house, and that is the ideal gumbo weather. I mean, to, to to be fair, like it could very easily be raining inside your own house in Louisiana. I mean, you're you're just getting outside of hurricane season. I think too many people are having to deal with that, unfortunately. They are. Uh, now, in terms of 58 degrees, I can definitely get my get my house down to 58 degrees. In That's Louisiana. right, because you live so far north, it's barely no. Above 58 I've, degrees. I've done it. I, when oh, I used to live in Louisiana, I would get my I would get my house so cold that the doorknob, like my my front door, would start condensating. That's how <laughs> that's how I knew it was the right temperature inside. Well, all right. Well, that that may be, uh, but seasons are defined by the weather outside, including gumbo season. Nobody ever in July goes in and turns down their AC and goes, "Ooh, I'm loving this fall weather." It's not the way it works. Gumbo season is a thing. It's on. And if I can transition out of this argument, which we have had many times and never resolved, I would say the gumbo season in one sense is very much like the NASCAR season. And it's like the NASCAR season in that the Super Bowl at NASCAR is the first race. It's Daytona. And just like that, right into the 1st of October, 
we are going to have the Greater Iberia Chamber of Commerce World Championship Gumbo Cook-Off, and we're going to be there. Right, Dave? I'm very excited to be there. Uh, bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I don't know the I don't know the rest of the lyrics off off the uh, <laughs> leave it leave it on a jet plane. But yeah, I am very excited. I think uh, I said on on a previous episode. This is um, my. It's been all, over three years. I think since I've been home to Louisiana for you know. I just have not been able to make it back down there. So the fact that it's been way too long. So mm-hmm. the fact that you know not only is this my first trip home in a very long time, but that trip is capstone capstoned with me being able to be at the basically the world headquarters of gumbo yes um you know where 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 you know you know dreams are made you know uh folks make the most delicious bowls of gumbo literally in the entire world i mean it's yes. got world in the title so it does um yeah this is uh this is a big deal this is a, and i've been bragging to like everyone in my office everyone that i like i'll bragging to strangers on the street in alexandria Guys, like I'm going to the I'm going to the gumbo competition, Greater Iberia Chamber of Commerce. Get ready for it, and they're like, um, you know, Mister, please stop talking to me. But that sounds nice. <laughs> you say that, or they say, I'm sorry, are you busking? Because <laughs> you're in the metro station. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with you, Dave. For a show called the Gumbo Show, there can be no greater place to be than the World Championship Gumbo Cookoff in New Iberia, Louisiana. So. Uh, we are both very excited to be there. The, the one member of our three-man weave who is not here tonight, Brent Barksdale, uh, the godfather of this podcast, will also be there. We will be recording episodes. We will have koozies to give out. We would love to shake your hand. And even more than that, we'd love to taste your gumbo. So if you're going to be there, if you're cooking a gumbo, give us a shout. Let us know. We're very excited about it. I think... Um, and I'm trying to remember, was it uh, canceled last year because of the pandemic? I think that might be right, but I'm right. not 100% sure. This show was not going on last year during during this part of the year. So, um, so we're not totally sure on that. But regardless, this is the place to be to get the world's best gumbos. The world's best gumbo chefs are all going to be convening in one place. And we are going to be there too because not we're not the world's best gumbo chefs, but we might be the world's best gumbo eaters. And so, I mean that that I think we can prove. Yeah, I think we will prove it uh, up and down. So we're very much looking forward to that. Again, that's the Greater Iberia Chamber of Commerce World Championship Gumbo Cookoff, October the 9th, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Literally, 12 hours of incredible gumbo eating. And I'm and sure t- there'll be some Cajun music and all kinds of great stuff. And if if the good Lord is merciful, we'll have beautiful weather. And, and I'm telling you right now, if you're a restaurant that serves gumbo uh, that's on, that's in the I-10 corridor between New Orleans and Lafayette, just watch out because I'll be making that drive from the airport out to Lafayette. <laughs> and you better believe my, my way of sort of getting amped up and, and getting, you know, uh, getting ready for this competition is I'm going to I'm going to be eating gumbo all the way out to Lafayette from New Orleans. Dave's gumbo tour starts when his plane dips below 20,000 feet. And that's I mean, when I, it's on. I don't, I don't even know if I'd call it a tour. Like whatever like a gumbo comparison is to like Sherman's like March to the Sea in the Civil War. Like I'm, 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 leaving, I'm, I'm leaving a path of like destroyed bowls and, you know. 
I was going to go with like some sort of Genghis Khan campaign to at least give us a little bit of historical distance there. But no, you went straight to the Civil War. Um, It's a touchy subject for some people. Uh, No, I'm I'm like you. I have uh, to be at a high school football game on Friday night. But I can guarantee you this. My uh, mind will not be on the field. It will be on the gumbo. I may be fasting. And then I will be there bright and early, first bowl of many as soon as I can. That's my that's my target. Bring your chicken, your sausage, your shrimps, your oysters, your okra, even bring your tomatoes. I'll even try the gumbos with tomatoes in them. So, yeah. Which, which, by the way, I did tell myself I was going to try to diet a little bit before I flew out to New Orleans or and and you know made it out to to the festival and all that sort of stuff. To be clear, that has not happened. Um, I have I am eating just as much as I always do. I literally had ice cream for dinner tonight. So just so y'all know, um, yeah, you know, Dave Huguenot, keeping it healthy, man. My, my my body is not a temple. I don't know what it is, but it's not holy. <laughs> well, you're giving it the first fruits. It only likes the delicious stuff. <laughs> All right, so um, so I took the topics that we were going to cover out of order just real briefly um, because I wanted to get, uh, since we had the debate about gumbo season, but also gumbo season was heralded because in Louisiana, this is important to people, our own governor, the governor, John Bell Edwards, issued a tweet in which he tweeted and he asked whether people ate rice or potato salad in their gumbo. And he just put that out there. Well, the newspaper in Baton Rouge, the advocate, um, decided to put it out there and actually conduct a poll. And they did conduct a poll of readers. And Dave, I wanted to know what you thought the margins were. Rice, and now just, sorry, go ahead. Rice or potato salad. The four choices were rice, potato salad, both or neither. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. Well, I, and just to clarify, are, are we talking about two different polls? Like did John Bell Edwards do his own and then the advocate well, did another one? John Bell Edwards just put out a tweet, as I remember, that just said, do you like rice? And he didn't, I don't know if he even oh, checked okay. the replies, but then the advocate said, all right, well, let's take John Bell Edwards tweet and we'll, we'll take a poll. So Got very it. unscientific, but what okay. do you think the results came out as? So, I'm going to go out on a limb here because I feel like potato salad and gumbo feels is kind of vogue at the moment. I feel mm. like it's, I feel like it's really having its moment. Mm. So I'm going to say it edged out rice, but it's like 52%. 52% for potato salad. Yeah. Well, Dave, I'm happy to inform you that much like your cracker take and your gumbo season take, you're dead wrong. Wow. Dead wrong. Uh, potato salad out of 758 respondents, and I don't have the percentages broken down, so I apologize, but out of 758 respondents, guess how many of them said potato salad? I mean, I literally just did it's, that, Famous. You did guess, but it's lower than 52%, much lower. All right, 48. No, <laughs> no, just over 10%, about what? 11%. 90 people wow. said potato salad only. Now, what what percentage of people said rice? 
Uh, I mean, so it's going to be more than potato salad, obviously. And, and I guess, actually, I, I, I think I kind of messed up the math in my head because I forgot that there were four options. I was really just thinking rice or potato salad. Right. Um, so I would be curious to know if we added up the, the both and the potato salad without equal to. But rice, I'm going to say, is going to be, since I'm, I'm wrong, I'm going to go with like 43% rice. Also incorrect, but you're much closer. Okay. Only 50% of the people. So the total number on that, I'm going to look at that real quick. Only 50%. So 376 people said rice. Now, get this. 281 people, or 37%, said both. So if you put 281 plus the 90 that said potato salad, that means right at half. So what is that? That's 270 or 371. So right at half, find potato salad acceptable in their in their gumbo. I mean, all right. But so but if you do that, then too, like 87% find rice acceptable in their gumbo. Yeah, but well, all right. I, I see I see what you're saying there, but I, I feel like it makes more sense to add the the both with the potato salad category, not add the both to both categories. My my reason being there is that you know, especially from my perspective, rice is kind of a standard. And potato salad is this again, I I know people have been doing it for generations, like it's not a new thing, but I feel like it's like a new thing in terms of its popularity. Like yeah. I see more and more people doing it. Mm -hmm. So that makes me think that like there's a lot of folks that are you know, potato salad and rice is kind of like your gateway gumbo to just potato salad. Mm. So that's why that's that, that's how I take there. Now, I am curious because I would if I was voting in that poll, I honestly would have been tempted to say none. And I'm curious how many people said none. One percent said neither. I mean, because because look, don't get me wrong. I love rice in my gumbo. I love potato salad in my gumbo. I love both in my gumbo. But I love my gumbo you love more than anything love great crackers else. like Triscuit or Ritz or saltines in your gumbo? I mean, again, I've never put Ritz or Triscuits on my gumbo, which is further proof that they're not a cracker. Um, but I will say, love potato salad. I love rice. I love gumbo more. So mm. having and I think we've talked about this on the show, having just more gumbo, like getting rid of the, the space that rice and potato salad takes mm. just means that you've got more volume of gumbo. That's, that's how, I think that's how physics works. But <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so, so I could definitely, I could definitely get down with a none option and just go, just go gumbo. Like, give me, give me like, yo. Know, Give me like one of those like big like like ice cream straws like you get with a milkshake. <laughs> They're big enough for like all the chunks to get through. I was about I to say, well, what are you gonna do when you get to a piece of sausage? Yeah, I mean, I mean, make the straw big enough, or or do the thing like if you get if you get a milkshake like when you're that's done, straw, like when, when, when you when you're done like slurping up the milkshake, you kind of like shake it into your into your mouth at the end, like all <laughs> all the other little extra bits that got stuck at the bottom. I could do that with the, like, I could do that with a cup of gumbo. No problem. Okay, we I think we might put that to the test. I'm gonna go buy some straws this week, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a straw uh, when we're in New Iberia in a couple of weeks. Guarantee you that's a that's a test I'm gonna pass <laughs> or 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 fail depending on what your perspective is. I'm gonna get Dave like a special. <laughs> gumbo decanter kind of thing that you like a tumbler where you could just put a top on it's like your gumbo to go 
what, what's, what's great is I don't think I mentioned this, but my wife is going to, my wife and kids are going to be with me, uh, at, you know, in, in new Iberia. Um, I, I'm fully expecting my wife to be completely embarrassed by my behavior yeah. and, and my eating habits. Uh, and that will start with you handing me a, a, <laughs> Like, what, real straw. What, what, what like looks like one of those like pulp fiction milkshakes with a straw on it <laughs> just filled with like into sausage and gumbo there's no question i'm going to give you something that you'll be able to siphon gasoline with um so uh i i would i understand where you're coming from there and the more volume of gumbo is good but i have to admit i love potato salad in a gumbo but if it's my preference i'm just having some sticky white rice I just love a, a clump of sticky white rice right in the center of a nice thick gumbo, a little bit of green onion, maybe some parsley over the top of it. That to me is perfection. So I, I probably would have said both in this poll because I do like potato salad and gumbo. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure there's a sort of starchy kind of thing that I wouldn't like in gumbo. I've definitely eaten gumbo with just saltines in it for a little texture uh, plenty of times. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a rice preferer uh, if given the choice, but I'm open to new ideas on this one. So, uh, so hopefully we'll get to uh, test out that a little bit in a couple of weeks. Um, I think that's all I have tonight, Dave. You got any, uh, any gumbo news to throw onto the, uh, into the proverbial pot here? I, I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, again, it, it is gumbo season. We agree with that. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you're, you're kind of like, like a clock that's like, you know, you, you're right. Like what, twice a day or something like that. Like, like, yeah. you know, so if it's twice a day, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm a 24 hour uh, clock that's stuck that's, at that's like right. four, 1423. So I'm only right once a day. <laughs> well, I think, I think bottom line is we're, we're finally in consensus on the show that it is gumbo season, which is, which is great as, as a gumbo podcast, being yeah. in gumbo season is important to us. Yes. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, look, I mean, you're wrong about the cracker chip stuff, but that's fine. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that when I get down there. Well, hopefully, and, and perhaps somebody will actually hit us on our socials. Um, I actually have some tweets I have to reply to, but, uh, but yeah, if you want to weigh in, the Grumbo Show will take, take opinions on the great cracker chip debate of 2021, just a, sort of an appetizer debate before we start debating which gumbo in New Iberia was the best. Man, I, you know what, I, I have to be honest, I'm, I'm such a nerd, because as soon as you said that, you were going to like put it out to Twitter, my first reaction was to quote Morpheus from The Matrix and say that my beliefs don't require you to agree with me. And I was, uh, I was like, am I really like quoting Morpheus on a podcast? Like, I need to reevaluate. Hold on a second, stuff. is that in The Matrix 1? Uh, no, that's in the second one. That, like, okay, only so, people, it's like me and two other people saw that one. Yeah, I was going to say congrats on entering True Nerd. By the way, they're coming out with a new Matrix movie. I've, I've seen the trailer like six times. I'm very excited so. uh, about that one and and the Dune movie. I'm very excited about the Dune movie. Very stoked about Dune. And as, as like a parent that can't like go to the movies regularly, the fact that like I'm going to be able to watch that at home the day that it comes out is fantastic. Mm. Well, I just think they should put the spice from Arrakis in some gumbo. Hello. Be down for cross, that. cross promotional opportunity right there. <laughs> Call us Dune filmmakers. Uh, anyway, yeah, well, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode of the Gumbo Show. Dave, looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Uh, that's going to be a blast, and we are very excited about being there. Uh, if you've listened to the show and you see us there, come up, say hi. Please, we'd love to chat. Um, 
you know, we're just we're just very excited. We're going to be having a great time out there. We're probably going to be very full, so you'll forgive us if we're sweating a lot and trying to find a place to sit down. Uh, anyway, until then, check us out on our socials, our website, gumboshow.us, our Instagram, at Doug Gumbo Show, that's D-A Gumbo Show, our Twitter, at Gumbo Show. Uh, we are also on Facebook. Just search The Gumbo Show. You will find our page and uh, hit us up on there. And I think that's it. So yeah, until next time, may your roots be dark and your bowls be full.